Double E, elevating entrepreneurs, built local, elevating you through empowerment and education. Welcome to Double E Elevating Entrepreneurs. I'm here as your host and owner, Elizabeth Marie, and I have a great friend and also fellow entrepreneur with me, Tracy Robert. Uh, she's got over 20 years of experience in fitness, nutrition, coaching, and she recently also started UGC, uh, which is really exciting, kind of helping you uh, get your business to the next level. She is the owner and founder of Mosaic Fitness and Nutrition, and also a co-founder of the Burning Limb Foundation, which is a nonprofit, um, and they focus on helping people with some different chronic illnesses that she'll get into in a little bit, and kind of helping them through that, and then also helping with the emotional trauma and effects that that costs um, people in their lives, and they also have a special event coming up that's gonna help fund that, um, her and her husband are hosting, that's also gonna have some great coaching. She also has uh, quite a bit of experience as a public speaker as well, and just has a wealth of knowledge. She's been through a lot in her life, and she's had a lot of victory over it uh, to get where she is today. So I want her to go ahead and say hi to you guys. All right, hi, how are you all that follow Double E? <laughs> Double E, we met at Sweetwater. Yes, we did. It's always good to meet in a coffee shop. You always meet the best people, right? <laughs> yes, hey, okay, that's true. Love it. <laughs> that's definitely true. So tell yeah. us a little bit about you and your story and um, our audience just needs to get to know who is Tracy, yes. the hope dealer. <laughs> the, hope, the hope dealer, and I'm going to tell you why I'm the hope dealer. So um, I'd like to start with my story. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So um, when I was young, I was called a hopeless romantic. That's what my family always <laughs> called me. And so, I mean, I wanted the fairy tale. Okay, mm -hmm. the notebook, letters to Juliet, right? The crazy, stupid love kind yes. of love, right? That sort of <laughs> stuff. Um, but instead, at 22, I marry a pastor. Okay. Okay, so let me get interesting here. Um, we have this magnet that is on our fridge, and it says, the true character of ministry is a servant's heart. Mm, I love so, that. Yeah. But every Sunday, I'm at the church, and I'm serving, and I'm praying, and I'm listening, right? I'm following all the rules, <laughs> right? With, like, a smile on my face. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. a song in my heart. You know, <laughs> just, like, um, seven years in, mm. I have an affair. Mm. And then I have an affair my affair guy. Oh my goodness. So it got real <laughs> complicated. It, it, it got real sticky. It got complicated real fast. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So after okay. I got divorced, um, I, I thought I'm going to date only the perfect person, God. Okay. Okay. I love so that. So I, I had, um, I did about six years. And then I finally that. went on my first date with Philip, who's now my husband. Aww. Um, and the first, you know, we're driving over the uh, the highway 121 here, and he mm -hmm. says, "Look, there's a double rainbow, right? Oh, Sign I from God, that. right?" I'm like, "This yes. has got to be the one." <laughs> Six years I've waited; it's got to be him. 
Um, and so a year later, he's holding my hand when I find mm. out I have cancer. Oh, so I go through 28, you know, chemo radiation sessions. And then, wow. um, you know, we're sitting on my, my green couch crying together because then we find out I'm going to need a permanent colostomy bag mm. and what that's going to look like in my life. Right. Um, yeah, at one point, he looks at me and he says, how about we get married? Mm. Like now. And I was yeah. like... So we planned a wedding in 10 days, wow. right? Rings and invitations oh and honeymoon in Hawaii, the whole thing. Um, it was perfect, you mm. know, made for Hollywood, yes. um, very romantic. And so six months later, we're at my oncologist office and she comes mm-hmm. in and she says to me, Tracy, your scans are great. Well, she turns to look at Philip at this point, and he's wearing a mask. This is pre-COVID. <laughs> and he's complaining that his leg is burning, okay? Mm-hmm. And he's got a boot on his leg. And she's like, you need to go get that checked out. Yeah, that's not good. We leave there. I'm excited. I'm on the phone with my mom. I'm like, oh, I'm like happy it's over, you mm-hmm. know, for the most Yeah, part. for sure. And he calls on the phone, and he says, they're rushing me to the ER. I have mm-hmm. blood clots in my lungs and in my legs. So ultimately, he's diagnosed with like an alphabet soup full of ailments that I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. Mm. And, you know, the man that held my hand can't even be touched. Wants nothing from Mm. me, just in pain constantly. Mm. So about, I don't know, about a year after that, at one point, he looks at me and he says, I'm not even attracted to you anymore. I just want a divorce. And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, I cannot, you know, fail again. I cannot start over again. It was just defeat after defeat. But, you know, three years later, I asked him to leave. Mm. So what I didn't understand at that point and that I had Mm -hmm. to learn is Mm -hmm. that love wasn't about losing yourself and someone else. It was about loving others as themselves. And so, mm-hmm. you know, my marriage now looks nothing like the fairy tale mm-hmm. I hoped it would be, mm-hmm. but it's better because mm-hmm. I traded in the hopeless romantic mm-hmm. for the hopeful realist in mm-hmm. love and life and business. And now I'm able to get into the trenches with my clients mm-hmm. and really help them to, you know, get empowered to start over again mm-hmm. and to fight for their own happy ending. I love that. Yeah. That's so that is way. where, you know, I then lead them into the training of how do I do that? How do mm-hmm. I start over again? Yeah. Whether it's, you know, failures in business, failures in life. I I've had a lot that. of failures. So. I think we all good. have. So talk to me a little bit. I mean, I think your journey is inspiring, you know, getting cancer and having to battle it for that long and, and having someone you know, by your side through it all. Um, What helped you? I mean, I know there's going to be people listening that maybe not even them, maybe it's someone in their family gets diagnosed or um, a situation comes up that's a very intense hardship that just rocks their Mm -hmm. world. What kept you centered during that time and just kept your hope alive? I think that, I think definitely my faith, my relationship Mm -hmm. with God, those those six years I was alone, Mm -hmm. I spent a lot of time yeah. learning who I was, mm-hmm. really um, understanding me, and then understanding who God was in my life and mm-hmm. how that connection helped me to move beyond myself in mm-hmm. you know, this moment of struggle and pain, fear, all the things that come up. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, cancer is just hard no matter what. 
And then I think with Philip's illness, it was a rare disease, and it was what he calls the four horsemen because it wasn't just CRPS. It was now he's got you know these blood clots, and now he's got Mae-Thurner syndrome, and now like there was all these different pieces, and then mm-hmm. you take the mental health of that. And navigating through a rare illness mm-hmm. is hard. And so I had to go from being cared for to then being caretaker. And yeah. I'll tell you, it it made me dig deep. He's a natural caregiver. Mm-hmm. I'm like, let's go. I'm a coach. <laughs> I'm a coach. So I'm like, you're like, get up. Get you're up. fine. Yes. radiation like that like I am gonna battle this like the athlete that I am and yeah yeah um you know then I ended up in the hospital for three weeks like just I was burned so bad and you know because I I wasn't as aware of my body and yeah Mm -hmm. so I think I would definitely tell people you know grief it it's a journey Mm -hmm. and staying the course is not going to be easy Mm -hmm. but you have to find your own voice and your support system inside of yourself and your relationship with God. And then Mm -hmm. who are the people around you that can hold you up when you can't hold yourself up anymore? Like who are those people in your life? No, it's good. And then what about like your mental health during that time? Like were you journaling like seeing a therapist like what kind of helped you stay strong okay yeah because I I know it's not talked about enough and uh, you know one thing I really want to advocate more especially on double e is is mental health because Mm -hmm. I think that it's got kind of a stigma against it and I really think that it's important especially you know as we navigate these different difficulties in life but also just being an entrepreneur like let's say everything's fine in your life and you just are trying to build a business like it does take a toll on your mental health and your well-being so yeah so tell me like a little bit about how you navigated that and um, how that helped well I think that's a great question because I mean some of the women women over 40 that I've coached some not married Mm -hmm. Um, some who, you know, very high level positions Mm -hmm. of how, when they're at a point of struggling with their mental health, Mm -hmm. how do they move forward past that? Like they Mm -hmm. might have all the things, they have everything Mm -hmm. that they want, they think, you Mm -hmm. know, Mm -hmm. but it's the brain, right? How do I get that Mm -hmm. to think differently? And so, um, yeah, I mean, I think that during my time I had to, I talked about it this morning with a client. I said, I used to go into the file cabinet of the moments in my life that I treasured. And I just didn't judge it. Mm. I didn't judge all those things. I said, okay, where can I go now so I can quiet the noise outside Mm. so I can stop the fear that's going on? And I would just like pick a place, you know, like I would go, oh, I remember this moment you know, sitting on the beach, you know, and what was I wearing and what was I smelling mm-hmm. and what can I feel? And that sometimes would give me an interruption okay. enough to be able to like put my foot forward. And then other times I would think of myself five years from now, mm-hmm. here I am, I'm five years past this. Cause you know, when you go, mm-hmm. when, you, when you start cancer, it's always like this five-year journey, right? Like after, because you have to go for all the testing. Right, right? yeah, it's not just one and done. Right, yeah. exactly. And so I think I said to myself, who is she? Yeah. You know, what does she look like? How old are my kids then? What is yeah. she doing? And so I think in that moment, I couldn't necessarily physically live as her, mm-hmm. but I could envision those things. 
So a lot of like meditation, meditation and visualization. Yeah, retraining your brain. Retraining your brain. Retrain your brain. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Brainwash yourself. Brainwash yourself. I like that. That's amazing. So talk to me a little bit about your journey into being an entrepreneur. Like, how did that happen? Have you always known you wanted to be an entrepreneur, or what? What was that like for you? So I'm a Gen Xer, and it was all about (laughs) going to college back then. Um, You have to get a degree. I was actually Mm -hmm. the first in my family, I believe, to um, complete a four-year degree at that point. And so, yeah. And so I went to school. Originally, I was a science major. I don't think I knew what I wanted to do. Yeah. I think I always wanted to be a therapist. And my family okay. used to say that was crazy. <laughs> Only crazy people do that is what they would tell me. So I just didn't do it. And yeah. so I, I was good at science. I mm-hmm. thought I'll just do that. My junior year, I went to England, came back, and cool. was like, okay, I'm going to go for something that I feel more passionate about. So I became a special ed teacher. So I got my degree in education, worked in the school system. Then I moved to Texas in 2001. When I got to Texas, I said, how do I make working out a job? Okay. And so that was kind of how it started. I don't think I understood what that meant. (laughs) (laughs) I thought I would just give my personal training. I think like a lot of personal trainers mm-hmm. you love working out you love the science behind it mm-hmm. you love creating workouts but the business side mm-hmm. I think a lot of personal trainers struggle with that and it wasn't until I probably worked at lifetime I had my own business mm-hmm. I worked for a strength and conditioning company I had a really good referral base always and mm-hmm. kept clients for a long I have one guy I've had him for 17 years wow. like I have clients That's for a long time um, Definitely want to ask yeah. about that in a sec. Right. But, um, yeah. but 17, but I'm sorry, I had worked at Lifetime Fitness and there was about 50 trainers there at the, t- at the time and they really poured into us business. So I think that was my first taste of it, but okay. I just don't think I had the confidence. The confidence was always what was lacking for me. Okay. Like how do I, I don't want to push anybody to buy. I don't mm. want to be salesy. Yeah. And I needed to understand how I use my gifts of empathy and intra and interpersonal skills. Like those mm-hmm. are my skill set mm-hmm. um, that I didn't always feel were valuable to the world. Yeah. I think now we're almost there. Like emotional intelligence is starting <laughs> to become a thing. Like yeah. people want this in their businesses. People right. want people to come in and talk about how do you develop, you mm-hmm. know, instead of AI, authentic intelligence. Like right. how do you do that? Because yeah. that's really what's going to help people trust you. Right. Telling a personal story gets people to go, hmm, maybe I want to work with this person. Yeah. They're willing to share themselves. So mm-hmm. I think that after cancer, it was, I had worked for the cities for a little bit, mm-hmm. always mm-hmm. in fitness, but then that was... Um, my next big jump was like, nope, I'm going to do it. I think after you get cancer, sometimes you feel, or just illness in general, right? Yeah. You go, I'm just going to figure this out <laughs> along the way, and it's yeah. okay to fail. I think yeah. that was the thing, not being afraid to fail. Yeah. No, I think that's important because, you know, as an entrepreneur, and I think a lot of times growing up to you, they tell us not to fail, right? right. Like teachers, like you get in trouble for like yeah. making mistakes. And it's funny because my parents were like, and they still are perfectionists. And <laughs> I'm a recovered perfectionist. Yeah, and I became one because of their influence. And then I'm like, you know, as an entrepreneur, I'm like, it's better for me to make the mistakes and try, fail, and adjust yep. faster and fail faster than to not make any mistakes. Right. Because that's how we learn, actually, is by making errors. And it's, it's funny that 
you know, the society that we grew up in is all about the opposite. Yes. But I think that's so true because you got to figure out, especially as an entrepreneur, what works and what doesn't. Yes. And the only way that you do that is trial and error. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to ask you, you mentioned that you had a client you've had for 17 yes, years. 17 like, that's years. a really long time. That's my client, Steve. Um, I, I don't <laughs> He's even... not on any social media, so... No, but that's amazing. Um, so tell me about how you um, got Steve as a client. Yeah. And how you maintain that relationship to have that longevity of 17 right. years. And also, um, you know, just how you got clients. You know, how tips for people that are also out there, they're starting out businesses, they're listening in, and they're like, okay, Tracy has got all this experience. She's been successful for over 20 years. Tell us how you got there. Okay. Yeah. Um, so Steve was, um, I was working at Lifetime Fitness, and they had a program there called Sold Not Serviced. Okay. So people that were really good like at selling, right? This is this was genius because a lot of trainers really, really good at what they do. The sales part was where they struggled. Right. So we would have these people that were just selling machines. I mean, they could sell, I mean, I don't know. They could just, they could sell <laughs> ice to, a, to an Eskimo. Is that yeah, what people say? That's what people say. It's like some phrase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you're right. <laughs> so they, they had this program and this one man had signed Steve up and then he kind of hooked me up. So they would mm-hmm. hook up other trainers okay. with different people. Okay. So Steve had come in, a lot of orthopedic issues. I was kind of known as the girl that would really research and dig into, like, if you had a problem, um, you know, with something in your body, I really wanted to understand it, how we get you, you know, you know, how do we do prehab, how do we do rehab, how do we get you to mm-hmm. the other side? Mm-hmm. And it was before I kind of coined the term, change the mirror from the inside out, but it was really mm-hmm. about inside out training. So okay. how do I get the, the structures that stabilize our body mm-hmm. really, really strong? So that's kind of what started Steve and I working together, mm-hmm. and he had a lot of success. Um, I remember he couldn't even do, he couldn't even balance on one leg. I remember, like, wow. he had all kinds of just different things. He was in his 40s then. Okay. Um, and now he's in his 60s. Wow. And, yeah. That's amazing. And so he kind of <laughs> traveled with me. Like, yeah. I thought I left Lifetime, and then I went to other places and okay. worked. And, um, yeah, he's he's been... You know, there's a couple other people that no, none of them lasted that long. Yeah. yeah none of them lasted. And some people come back and, you know, okay. back and forth in different, you know, times in my life. Um, how I got clients. Well, I had really good retention. Then after I had my kids, I ended up working for the city of Frisco and the town of Little Elm. Okay. And there I really developed a program for people 50 and up. I worked at the Frisco Senior Center. And okay. it really helped me see what the body was capable of when you're older. And then I also worked for the town of Little Elm, and they were just starting the rec center. So I was really that, you know, heading up the program of like bringing people on for their group fitness and mm-hmm. you know training and mm-hmm. stuff. So when I left there after I had cancer and I started my own business with Mosaic, mm-hmm. um, the world was different. Mm-hmm. No longer was I making flyers to go put on cars in a parking lot. <laughs> Right? This is what you I did. remember that. This is what you did in 2001. 
Yeah. Um, you had access to social media. So now it's mm-hmm. 2017, 2018. I don't even have an Instagram at this point. Right. I never even. I, I don't even think Instagram Facebook. existed. Yeah. No, it grew, it, it, I think 2011. Yeah. Instagram. Like a long time. Yeah. 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 A long time after that. A long time after that. So it's 2017, yeah. 2018. I don't even have an Instagram. So mm-hmm. I don't even know how to use any of this stuff. I was actually in this little mini mastermind with like some people. Like we just made it up. Like we're going to be in a mastermind. And um, I would learn stuff because these two people were further ahead of me mm. um, when it came to social media. Yeah. So I didn't understand how to do any of that. But once I got on board and learned, right, like yeah. it's okay to fail, just put it out there. If You know, it's just like speaking. Just put, do it. Take the opportunity. Take mm-hmm. the action. Uh, post the thing. Make mm-hmm. a video. Like, <laughs> you know, and yeah. so it was all pictures. So I would just kind of watch other mm-hmm. people. Hey, this is what they're doing, and this is. I didn't even understand the hashtag thing for probably like two years. I didn't know what the hashtag. I still don't know if I get it. <laughs> in all yes. honesty. Well, I yeah. think that really. So that was really good. I have a website. My girl that designed my website. I, I always say whatever you magic fairy dust you did with the SEO. I don't know how the world like that works, but it drove people to mm. my site. So a lot of people I get is from Google or Nextdoor okay. app. Yeah. Um, social media just gives me social proof, I would say. So okay. it wasn't until the pandemic. Um, I guess I got on TikTok about six months before the pandemic. My kids were uh, doing some fun things. I was like, I want to know how to do that. Yeah. They had no tutorials at the time, but it was just so much mm. fun to me. Yeah, yeah. So I got on there and I started doing that. Well, Gary V, who is a big entrepreneur, and mm-hmm. I followed him. What he, mm-hmm. His advice was go on to TikTok every day for 15 minutes watch the videos when you see something you like put a heart and then that way you kind of save them and then start thinking after two weeks how can i put this in my business because he was like this is where it's going is virtual or is video form short form video and mm. things like TikTok. so i was mm. like okay so i i that's what i did and then mm. the pandemic happened mm. And then I had to, you know, my nutrition coaching was online. That was easy to transition. Mm-hmm. Um, I started doing virtual fitness classes at that point. And then I built a program called Corticut. And so that was mm-hmm. like my virtual program. So I could do cool. those things on there. And that, I think, helped me then. I had, I had several clients, probably about eight clients from all different parts of the world. Canada, the Netherlands, uh, Mexico. Colorado, places all around that I could do nutrition coaching. And then really my nutrition coaching was life coaching. Nutrition life coaching is Mm -hmm. what I always called it because no matter what, I learned very early, it's not about the food that you put in your mouth. It's not about calories in versus calories out. It's not about if you do HIIT training. All those things are part of the process. How do I get the client's mind right so mm-hmm. they can break the stop-start cycle right. and then start to have a sustainable lifestyle? Because that's mm-hmm. really the issue. Is I love that. It's the, oh, I did this for a little bit. I want a picture five years from now that says, look it, I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. I'm eating this. Mm-hmm. My life is thriving. And that's yeah, what I want. Like a lifestyle change. Yeah. And then Mosaic, you said, is holistic. So you're right. really big about that. And I think yeah. that's cool because... Same thing, I think we have a lot of synergy there because double E, I originally just talked about business, but now I want 
you to share about all parts of your life because yeah. I believe it's holistic success. Absolutely. And if there's a problem 100%. going on outside of your business, it's normally because something's not right in your personal life. Yeah. And so that means we need to help entrepreneurs be holistically healthy so their 100%. business can be healthy. Yeah. Um, so tell me a little bit about how you got the name Mosaic. Okay. I know the answer, but I want I them to hear. Um, yeah. So how you got the name and what year you started and yeah. what, like, just break down just some few simple steps of how you really got it up and running, just some usable tools that people okay. can implement. Yep. Um, and yeah, okay. anything else you want to share about All Mosaic? Right. <laughs> so let's see, 2016, I'm sitting at a women's event and they're kind of putting us through uh, kind of an activity, like of where you... You know, not what it's kind of like where you where you see yourself, something like that. Mm-hmm. And this word mosaic kept coming up for me. And there was this heart that was above the stage, and it had these broken pieces. Okay. And I kept drawing it, and I was like, perspective, and how do I right? Mm-hmm. And so a mosaic is mm-hmm. a bunch of broken you know, tiles or pieces or whatever mm-hmm. that when you step away you can see the Beautiful. big picture yeah. right and so my tagline was change the mirror from the inside out right because we're mm-hmm. all about the mirror how we look now we're all about the video all about the selfie <laughs> right i am too <laughs> but true. you know we are i mean this Guilt, is why i do guilty. ugc <laughs> absolutely we'll get into ugc later but yes um and so it was like how do i help people change the mirror from the inside out okay whether it be physical relational uh you know your emotional health your mental health financial health mm-hmm. um spiritual whatever it is yeah all of this is who you are yeah you know sometimes in business it's like we're just these talking heads but no like there has to be a head heart connection yeah. for people to want to do business with you 100 percent, absolutely and yeah. so um that was my goal originally mm-hmm. when I started Mosaic and um, like I said my nutrition was really life coaching so when mm-hmm. I built my 12-week program it was all about not just let's see what you're eating and all that stuff mm-hmm. it was the first three weeks is all about your mental emotional health that's good um, that's really good yeah so that's, that's different. How, I haven't heard a lot of programs run that way yeah Mm-hmm. So that was really important to me to do that. And mm-hmm. then um, I got my life coaching in 2020. Okay. Pandemic. Yes. Now I'm like, what do I do with yeah. this? Uh, <laughs> didn't really know where to go. And I think I still had some healing to do in my yeah. own journey for okay. me to clarify mm-hmm. how do I want to use uh, myself as a life strategist? Like, yeah. how, what does that look like for me? And so mm-hmm. now I, you know, Mosaic now has the Finally Fit Coaching System. And so mm-hmm. the system of finally fit coaching is, mm-hmm. you know, helping you, you know, get fit so you never want to quit. But not just fit, mm-hmm. fit mentally, fit emotionally, mm-hmm. um, fit physically, chemically, you know, through nutrition, all the things. So, so we're going to hit all mm-hmm. angles mm-hmm. like a prism instead okay. of just one section of your life. Because every client that comes in my space, mm-hmm. there's never just one story it's never just let me get my biceps bigger it's, <laughs> it's always more than that you know yeah. it just is that's, that, awesome. that's my ideal client so can you give us some examples of what those different areas would look like if someone were to come and work with you sure. and what they can expect yeah so that system will be um a system that will be based on i have a 30-day nutrition coaching program 
and um, in that there is three ebooks. It's mm -hmm. recipe book. Um, we do have a 21 day cleanse, whole food mm -hmm. cleanse. Mm -hmm. It's all you can eat, right? Which mm -hmm. makes people happy because we don't want to <laughs> yeah. do this whole calories in versus calories out. There's there's a place for all of that. So I would mm -hmm. never negate that stuff. But most of the time, it's really education on what foods are non-toxic and what do I want to put in my body that's going to help me flourish, help mm -hmm. me thrive. Mm -hmm. And um, so we have that component of it. We have Elevate 30, which is an accountability piece. This is a coach in your pocket. So every day, we're, there's five questions that we're going to kind of build together. These five questions, you're going to text me every day so that mm -hmm. we know that you're hitting these things that you mm -hmm. and I have agreed to commit to. This is my commitments, and my job is to help you get there. And then we'll do a 15-minute coaching call every okay. week just to touch base. Mm -hmm. um, 30-day uh, fitness program has videos and there's mm -hmm. emails that come with it that have meditations and things like that. I love that. Mm -hmm. Then there's an app that's like your electric file folder. So mm -hmm. then it gives me another layer of accountability when you're doing your workouts, when you're doing your, your top six core exercises. Mm -hmm. You can um, track your, your progress, measurements, mm -hmm. all that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. And then to me, the most important piece is the one-on-one. -on -one life coaching sessions mm -hmm. um, because that is really what seals the deal. Mm -hmm. It's not always about, yeah, some people do need that personal trainer mm -hmm. next to them. Yeah. But ultimately it's, I, I love that Steve's with me for 17 years. Yeah, that's but amazing. he knows everything probably at this point, right? <laughs> like, like it's like I want my clients to fly, right. to be able to find the resilience and be really rooted down, mm -hmm. and then to be able to have the confidence to fly, right? So yeah. that they don't necessarily, if they want to keep me, great, but they don't need me. Yes. They're able to do it them and pay it forward to somebody you want else. Them to flourish. I want yeah. them to bring it to their families and to bring it to their mm -hmm. friends because. That way, now you're paying it forward, and we're all mm -hmm. getting healthy because of that, and our society is getting better. Right. And, you know. More awareness. You're more prepared for yeah. everything else in life. I yeah. love that. So if people wanted to connect with you for Mosaic, how would they find you and connect to get your services? Yes. So we, I usually start with a, a clarity call. Mm -hmm. So you can go to my website, um, finallyfitcoaching.com okay. or we... mosaicfitnessandnutrition.com. It's either or. Both, both of those websites work. Okay. I'm also on social media. Social mm -hmm. media, my name is Tracy the Hope Dealer. On TikTok, that's probably where I have the majority of my stuff. Um, yeah. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Yes. All the things. And I'll link all of that, too. Yeah. So, awesome. Well, now I would love for you to transition to kind of more of your life coaching, your public speaking, um, you know, kind of tell us how you got involved in that and how you received, like, the life coaching. Did you take courses or what that looked sure. like? And then kind of um, also what your vision is for growing into life coaching in the future, what you want to do. And also, for to mention that, I guess the last thing on Mosaic, too, where you see it going. Sure. Um, and, then, uh, and then we'll talk about um, the Burning Life Foundation. Burning Limb, yeah. So, okay. The Burning Limb, yeah. sorry. Burning Limb, yeah. When, yeah. Burning His limb. limb was burning. Yeah. That's, that's Not Burning Life. I mean, life on fire sounds great, actually. You want a successful life is, yeah. But, Depends yeah. on what that fire is, right? A good fire. A good fire, not a, a good fire. fire. Yeah. Um, so where I see Mosaic going is um, I really feel like I, 
I think when I was sitting in that conference room in 2016, I saw myself on that stage. Mm -hmm. I had always seen myself on that stage. As a pastor's wife, I had opportunities, you know, to speak, to influence, to pour into people, mm -hmm. empower them. Um, obviously, through the failures that I had and the bad decisions I had, I think I got caught up in like, how do I get to a place of influence and leadership again? Yeah. So I, I think after I had cancer, I felt like my life sort of paused and then mm -hmm. Philip got sick and then it mm -hmm. really paused. Mm -hmm. So what I saw is myself up there and I didn't know how to get there. Like okay. this is where I see myself. I'm not sure how to get there at that point. Mm -hmm. So I'll park that right there. Um, you asked me, what was the other question you asked me? Okay, yeah, you talked about the mosaic and where it was going. Yeah. And then I wanted you to transition into your life coaching. Right. And how you yes. got involved in that, like how you got that certificate. I know there's other people. I'm also interested in it since I mm -hmm. started public speaking. Sure. And like, kind of what your public speaking looks like, yep. your signature talk, yeah. um, and kind of where you're going with that as okay. well. So I did the Robbins Madonna's life coaching program there's okay. lots of different certifications um and that's one step there's a lot of different steps to becoming mm -hmm. a better coach and i mean always evolve grow mm -hmm. you know become a lifelong learner i've always told people that for yeah. sure so that was my first step into it mm -hmm. um and it took me about a year to get my my uh, credentials and then i um i think that probably about a year and a half ago my kids are 18 and then almost well in 16 now mm -hmm. but about a year and a half ago I said okay where do I see myself in three years and then I said how do I get there who do I need so on and so forth mm -hmm. right so how do I fulfill the vision I saw mm -hmm. in 2016 of being on those stages and having more influence and mm -hmm. sharing what I can do to help people start over again and yeah. to overcome their obstacles and have a sustainable mm -hmm. lifestyle mm -hmm. and really be like the MVP of their own growth, right? Like mm -hmm. how do I get up there? So um, I ended up at a workshop and I took coaching from, his name is Bo Eason, and he was an NFL player who got hurt in the 80s, ended up mm -hmm. on Broadway, wrote his own so play. Cool. <laughs> I know, crazy. Wrote his own play called Runt of the Litter, and it was on Broadway for 17 years. And so through his, um, it, it's, you know, there's another story in there. Basically, he started a coaching business. How mm. to help business owners transform their business through story. Mm. And I was like, wow. Like, I totally aligned with him. 100%. Completely. Yeah. And so it's really about being authentic and mm. being able to tell your story and then how to then take your training. You may have a great training system, mm -hmm. but... Giving a little piece of yourself mm -hmm. is automatic trust, is automatic connection. People mm -hmm. go, I might want to work with that person because mm -hmm. they're willing to share. Mm -hmm. And so you work with a story coach and a business coach and a life coach and all of that. So it's been this evolution over the last year. Um, so I started to uh, kind of put myself out mm -hmm. into like, okay, I'm going to start getting on stages. I'm going to start mm -hmm. speaking. So I am. I have a Zoom um, talk that I'm giving to like seven sales ladies in a couple oh, weeks. That's exciting. Yeah, so that'd be fun. And then <laughs> my husband and I are going to hold our own event because yes. I am not going to wait to be chosen. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to make it happen, right? I love that. So that's yeah. what we're going to do. Um, it's just time to kind of not only converge our story, but my vision for this whole thing is called Hack the Hope, mm. we think. 
Yeah. We're just kind of in the middle of it. But yeah. We believe that's what it's going to be called. And what I see is a lot of different people telling their stories on stages. People who can talk about resilience and perseverance. Maybe you've lost a business. Maybe um, you were betrayed by a business partner. Maybe you've had an illness that caused you to be paralyzed or, uh, you know, you're so afflicted. Maybe you just don't know how to start over. Maybe you're just, you know, you've been a stay-at-home mom and you're going, well, what skills do I have? Yeah. I want to just be able to, to pour into the people there to say... You always can start again. I don't care if you're 70. There's so much more life to live. Like, Mm -hmm. always see yourself. Here's where you are. I need to start living like I'm here. Instead of being, it's all great to be present. Be present, absolutely. But if I want to move forward, I have Mm -hmm. to see myself five years from now or three, whatever it is. You have to envision that person. What are they eating? What are they doing? How are they, what time are they going to bed? Mm. You know, what clothes are they wearing? Whatever it is. You know, how do I get there? Because then your actions are going to move you forward to Mm. the person that you see. I like that. That's really good. Um, That's awesome. How long did it take you to get your certification? Um, A year. My life coaching, yeah. Okay. That's incredible. Um, And then where do you see yourself going with it? Like, what what is your, what do you want to do? So, other than I know you're doing the event. Sure, sure. And so, definitely tell them more about the event. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have a lot of details yet. So no, but what you do have, me. I mean, yeah. she's going to have giveaways. Yes, and giveaways and raffles. They're going to be sharing their story about hope and coaching. and. Um, yeah, we're going to try yeah. to get some good raffles. Like, I work with a couple of the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, so, hey, um, yeah, girl, look it up. So looking, right? <laughs> Y'all want to be on my podcast too? Maybe I can get some tickets for that. You know, maybe like some raffle things for like a good like yeah. restaurant here, yeah. um, things like that. So it's going to be in, it's on the border of Frisco McKinney. My church is Oaks Church McKinney mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. Uh, Pastor Joel Scribner. He's great. Okay. So they're um, opening up for community events. And Fun. I said, can I do this? Yeah. I want to do this. And we're just going to put it on a Facebook. Love it. Um, registration and then my website will have a registration and we're hoping to do it hoping to do it in October that's okay. what you know the plan is I'm working out the details right now but the, the really that. the goal is is how to help people love the life that they didn't choose mm. and whatever failure that looks like whatever loss that looks like or yeah. they're just like I feel apathetic I'm in my life and I'm sort of stuck mm. how do I go forward yeah so I love that um, so yeah, so I'd love for you to also tell us, um, you know, it partially, your event is going to partially raise funds for the Burning Limb Foundation, mm-hmm. uh, which you and your husband co-founded. Um, so tell us a little bit about what you do with that. I mean, I know you're partnering with um, people that have gone through chronic illness and kind of helping them get through that physically and then also emotionally like with the PTSD and things of that nature. But tell us more about like what it's about. You know, you guys have raised quite a bit of money um, mm-hmm. from it as well. I think you said $4 million. Yeah. Um, and kind of what that looks like. And then if people want to partner with you, what that would look like. Sure. So um, the Burning Limb Foundation uh, came out of, obviously, Philip's mm-hmm. uh, illness, COPS, chronic regional pain syndrome. Mm-hmm. Um, it is coined the suicide disease because mm-hmm. you That's are so in pain sad. 24-7. Your sympathetic yeah. nervous system is just screaming. Mm-hmm. And the parasympathetic, which is your uh, rest and digest, Mm-hmm. is kind of not really doing its job. Mm-hmm. So the goal, obviously, is to get those things talking again, get the body restored. Mm-hmm. A lot of it comes from the vagus nerve. Um, mm-hmm. So 
when he got afflicted with this, we ended up finding a clinic in Arkansas. So we're, we're really we're really agnostic with who we work with. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean that you know you have to go to the Sparrow Clinic or anything, but mm-hmm. um, we have just found that her recipe has mm-hmm. really helped. I mean, there was a, a little girl today, she could touch her leg and just she was just like, oh my gosh, I have no pain. And mm-hmm. people in wheelchairs, 30 years walking, running, wow. it's, it's incredible. So <clears throat> um, what happened with, with that was he basically started, it's a nonprofit like a GoFundMe, okay? okay? So usually we'll have a phone call, somebody will say, hey, you know, um, we have, my, my wife has CRPS, we're trying to figure out a way we can get her to the Sparrow Clinic or to get these treatments, mm-hmm. whatever it is, mm-hmm. but we don't have, insurance isn't going to cover it because mm-hmm. oftentimes that's the problem. Insurance mm-hmm. doesn't always cover these rare diseases mm-hmm. and what it entails to fix the body. Sure. So um, that was really what he saw as a need is how do we do that? And um and so they'll usually have a phone call with us, and then he'll help set them up on a campaign. We'll get we have like a campaign page, and he you know helps them get like they they write all their information. He just kind of gives them some questions to answer, and then mm-hmm. he builds it for them. And then mm-hmm. they go out and they share, and then any donations that come in, then we um, write directly to the clinic or whatever. And it's I mean it's all everything that we have goes to their treatment. That. And then we have some donors that have been. Who've just mm-hmm. kind of partnered with us. My husband still works a full-time job and still mm-hmm. suffers from not CRPS anymore, but mm-hmm. he's got uh, DVT, deep vein thrombosis, so the blood clots really mm-hmm. affected his um, mm-hmm. health. So we have never done a, an event. We have never done anything. This mm-hmm. is all from wow. people hearing about what we're trying to do for these people and people who've mm-hmm. had success, you know, um, and just that's the little piece of it that we could do. So yes, in total, I think we've raised about four million dollars over wow. the last few years. Yeah, so, that's amazing. Um, so this is really, you know, he's been coming with me to some of my stuff mm-hmm. for um, my mastermind, and I'm like, mm-hmm. you got to get your story out there too. And yeah. I said, let's just do it together. Let's figure out how to do this I together. Love that. And, and that's the event was born. That's where the event that's is born. That's awesome. Yeah. So how did you guys start the nonprofit foundation? I know there's people listening in that want to also have a nonprofit. Yes. What does that look like? Wow. Well, that is a great question for him. <laughs> <laughs> well, what you can share. <laughs> uh, um, I just remember he wrote the charter. Okay. Um, at some point, he got a lawyer, hired a lawyer to look over everything <laughs> to make sure Important. So you're not audited and all the mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and he just really clarified in the charter, like, the purpose of it, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's it's kind of morphed a little bit, I think, at the beginning. He knew what he wanted to do yeah. out of his pain mm-hmm. um, and say, okay, here's what the need that I see, and yeah. let's try to fulfill that need. Yeah. So there is times that we've also, um, you know, given seed money or a donation to people who've had uh, cancer or mm-hmm. who've had something else that is, um, you know, a surgery or a trauma. So it doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. have to be CRPS. Okay. It was, it's really, it was something that we wanted to make sure how he wrote it so that we're able to do things like that. Do other things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I always looking that. for, you know, donors that would want to support okay. something like that. Okay. Yeah. And then how do they connect with you for, if they want to donate yes. or get services? So that would be Philip. 
P-H-I-L-I-P at theburninglimbfoundation.com. Or no, I'm sorry, philip at burninglimb.com. Don, I'm going <laughs> to screw it up. Um, or you can go to the website, which is burning burninglimbfoundation.com. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Perfect. Uh, and now I would love for you <laughs> to kind of dive a little deeper into a few questions that I have for you. Yeah. Um, so the first one is like, I know you said you've been through a lot, right? So you're a cancer thriver, thriver. not a survivor, um, which I love that. I by know. The way. I don't want to be just a survivor. Yeah. I love right? that. And then you went through the divorce. You kind of, you know, had the affairs, which I think it's very, um, honestly, transparent of you and just very like vulnerable to share that without shame yeah and you know I'm sure that was hard Lots of therapy I'm sure that was hard though <laughs> because you were in such a um hard spot yeah. you know having being married to a pastor like and I I understand on, a, on an extent because I used to be an Amway and oh I was a platinum and it was like, oh, you live in a glass house and everyone knows all about you. So I understand the pressure sure, sure. and I have no idea why you had your affairs and you don't have to get into that because that's your business. But like, I understand like that that could have affected you mentally and emotionally because it's exhausting. Mm-hmm. And like, you've got to be like this picture perfect family and you have to help everyone else over yourself. And it's sure. all about giving. And I had a team of like 45 people, 50 people. And, um, I was actually um, also married at the time and it didn't work out. And a big issue was that, like us having to be like this picture perfect couple. And that's actually why I also left the business. I still have a little team and like I I still have it, but like, you know, um, that's why I left it because it was just so exhausting. I couldn't keep up on these impossible standards, Right. you know, and that's why I love having my business and I love what I do now because I get to be real and raw and like sometimes we have hard days and it's okay and we don't have to be perfect because no one's perfect <laughs> and I freaking love it because it's just unrealistic and those expectations set me up for failure yeah. and they were exhausting and emotionally and mentally draining, yeah. you know, and, and they, they made me feel like, if I wasn't perfect, I was going to fail. And it was so exhausting. So I'd love for you just to dive, you know, the, with the time that we've got left, just dive a little bit deeper into, you know, what that looked like and how you overcame that. Because I feel like a lot of times Mm -hmm. entrepreneurs, we don't share us going through shame, us going through these personal, (laughs) you know, um, attacks that we might even have against ourselves and, and our failures and kind of how you overcame that and how you overcame, you know, maybe, going through that the public eye and, and what they thought saw of you because I went through that same thing but it's not my story today but I went through that too when I left that business and you know everyone thought though the marriage didn't work out because of me but it was way more so because of him <laughs> but I'm not saying I wasn't guilty like there was parts I could have done better however everyone blamed him blame me not him and I don't talk bad about people so I never told except for my mentors what actually happened in the marriage um but it was frustrating because I I was perceived as this one thing and I had to deal mm. with that. It affected how I saw myself and how I dealt with it. But then how you dealt with all of that and then how you went into business and birthed this and how you've gotten successful. Like I want you to dive, you know, with the time that we've got sure. left, like just be real and, yeah. and tell people what that was like. Yeah. Um, I think that the girl back then always had this picture that she needed somebody else outside Mm. of her to Mm. validate who she was. 
And I think I looked for that in probably men more Mm. than women. Mm. And so when I changed from a teaching career to a career as a fitness person, it's Mm. very male dominated. Uh, Yep. (laughs) Yeah. And I Mm -hmm. think I did not protect my marriage. I started doing things like going out to, you know, lunch with this person or spending Mm -hmm. more time with people. Um, And Mm -hmm. so that developed what I thought was a friendship. Sure. But then it turned into obviously much more because all of a sudden you feel heard and you feel like this scene and all Mm -hmm. these things. Mm -hmm. And you're not counting the cost Mm -hmm. of... It's when you do hard things, it's mm-hmm. when you stop avoiding and you face the conflict in yourself and in your own marriage, mm-hmm. that that's when the roots dig deep mm-hmm. and you get really strong and you get really resilient. And instead of doing that, I got really lazy and mm-hmm. I got really apathetic about it and didn't want to fight for the marriage anymore. It just went, eh, mm-hmm. this is easier over here. This feels really good. I'm mm-hmm. gonna, this sounds better. So I think then as I, um, after I had my second son, Mm -hmm. which was when I say, and then I had an affair on my affair guy, Mm -hmm. then, you know, my, my second son comes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then in 2009, um, my, my parents and I, we bought a house in Frisco and I remember making a commitment to myself. And I said, I am going to date nobody for a year. At first I said, only God. And I'm just going to be by myself. Mm-hmm. And it was really hard because from the time I was probably 14 or 15, there was somebody, right? Mm. There was always somebody to, like, fall back on, call, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Easy yeah. to do. I think as young girls, we get a lot of our, and young women, I think our affirmation out of a relationship. We're relational mm-hmm. individuals. Yeah. And I think we hunger for that connection. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I think in that space, it was a year, and then it was two years, and it was three years, and then all of a sudden, it was like, I went out on a little couple little dates, you know, mm-hmm. and then I went, oh, this is what's out there, and then I went <laughs> out on a couple more dates, and I was like, maybe it's okay if I'm alone. I can be alone. Like, no yeah. big deal. Um, it's and better be it was, alone than with the wrong person. Exactly. I'll say that. <laughs> it was at that moment that probably Steve... Steve, mm-hmm. this comes back to Steve. I forgot about this. <laughs> Steve introduced me to Philip. No he way. He was in his, his men's group. Aww. Called me on the phone. I, I'm sitting on the phone and he says, hey, this is a weird question. How old are you? <laughs> I was like, Steve, I've been working with you for like 10 years. You don't know how old yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. And um, I said, okay, well, I'm whatever I was at the time, 38 or whatever. Mm-hmm. He said, well, there's this guy, you know, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, you know the story about the double rainbow and all that yeah. stuff. And he had just uh, buried a friend of his who had cancer. Oh, wow. He's got an incredible... He was reading... He was just sharing this with me. Streams in the Desert is a book that was written... I don't even know who the author is. But January 11th, there is this little page. kind of like Jesus Calling, the okay. Streams in the Desert. yeah, yeah. It talks about how you will have to go through a very hard time to get on the outside of, like, yourself and to do your mission. Mm -hmm. And he's reading this to Peter, who had passed away from cancer. He had always asked him to read Streams in the Desert. And so Mm -hmm. 
it's so prophetic to think like that's what he read January 11th Peter dies in Mm -hmm. like beginning of March and then we start dating right after that and then a year later I find out I have cancer wow so I mean it it was just I got like crazy (laughs) right um you don't know what it's going to take when you're in that place and I I don't think I never think the worst and so when somebody's Mm -hmm. like oh well you're gonna have to have a permanent colostomy bag. I remember saying to the doctor, well, like, can, how do we avoid this? You know, like, right. what do we need to, he said, do you want to see your kids graduate? Mm. And I was like, yeah. I mean, they were like second and fourth grade at the time. Wow. So yeah. this year I got to see my first one graduate. That's exciting. Awesome. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think that all of that stuff led me to a place of deep healing inside mm-hmm. of myself mm-hmm. and I went through about a year before I found out I had cancer I went through a program in Dallas called discovery and I had mm-hmm. always been involved in different retreats and everything but this is like emotional boot camp okay mm-hmm. so this is like the first month you deal with your past for a weekend mm-hmm. then it's your present then it's your future mm-hmm. and I felt like I had walked in victory over my past at that point mm-hmm. Um, the present was really fun. It was all about being and in the moment and all that. And then mm-hmm. it was like, what is your, what is your purpose? Like out mm-hmm. of all this. Mm-hmm. And it was much different at that point than I get cancer, <laughs> right? I mean, it's just like these things happen, <sighs> but I'll never forget thinking to myself, had I not gone through that program, yeah. um, I think the time I was alone connecting to God the people that surrounded me during the time I had cancer and then going through this program discovery had Mm. changed me inside. Like Mm. I had deeper roots. And then Mm. I think having a sick husband, a new marriage, I mean, it was a new marriage, a sick husband after I'm still trying to recover from your sickness. And I mean, I always would think ahead. There was a verse in the Bible that is from and I'm it's in Samuel Samuel 12:16 I think it's first Samuel 12:16 and it says stand still and see this great thing the Lord is about to do Mm. And I remember being like, that is the verse I need to hold on to. Because it was like, be still. I'm not very good at being still. (laughs) But be still and then see. Mm -hmm. See the future. See what he is going to do. Mm -hmm. Like, it was like, I have to see ahead. I can't think about all the darkness that is happening in this moment. I can't go dive in my Mm -hmm. past and avoid everything. Like, I didn't want to escape. Like, how do I see something that's not there? And yeah. I, that's just the leap of faith that I think you take. Mm. And I think that makes you, um, I think that made my resilience grow. Mm-hmm. And I felt very unshakable. I remember being like, I'm going to write a book. I want to become really unshakable. And so I think that's where my talk comes from, unshakable from the inside out. Yeah. 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 Tell us about your talk a little bit. So you heard something, I mean, basically, you heard the beginning of my talk. Yeah, um, dive deep. The first couple minutes, yeah, the first couple minutes I share that story. Mm-hmm. And then I go into my three critical steps yes. that I teach I was people. Mention that. Yeah, so three <laughs> critical steps, and I won't go, get into a lot of it, but mm-hmm. um, it's the Choose Me Trinity, uh, Brainwash Yourself, and Get a PhD at the University of Adversity. Okay. And um, that's really the training ground. So tell them a little bit what those mean. The Choose Me Trinity, (laughs) uh, to sum it up in three words, I own this. 
Like mm. I own it. So if you think of a triangle, like a trinity, like if you think mm-hmm. of the triangle, three most important relationships, God, yourself, and others. Yeah. Um, I think that as a pastor's wife, like the, uh, the little magnet that was on our fridge, the true character of ministry is a mm. servant's heart. So thinking about me mm-hmm. seemed selfish, seemed wrong, mm-hmm. all of that. I didn't mm-hmm. understand how to navigate. In fact, it probably seemed at the time new age. I think that's what we would have <laughs> called it. So I think my healing started, though, when mm. I looked at me. Yeah. I what does God see in me? Who really is Tracy? Right. That was the beginning for me. So I had to choose me mm-hmm. in order to start healing. I mm-hmm. had to do that. I had to look at the good, bad, and the ugly, mm-hmm. and I had to come to grips with that. And I had to love and accept myself no matter mm-hmm. what. Mm-hmm. So that's number one. This uh, brainwash yourself is you know comes from. I have a an infograph. It's kind of like a circle. I can kind of take you through it if you want, basically, real quick. So um, if you think of a circle, okay, and the first thing you have to do, this is like an event happens or uh, somebody says something, right, that just keeps the little squirrel running in your brain (laughs) and you're like, ah, you know, you're angry and you're mad and you're sad and insecure, right, and this is what's happening. Or you can't change a habit. You have to first press pause. So Mm -hmm. in the 1980s, I had a boom box. I put the tape in. We'd put play and record down and the pause button. And then we would go swim in the pool. Yeah. And we would hear the DJ. And we knew in the top ten where our favorite song was. So Living by a Prayer is coming on. I'm waiting to hear when he's going to count it down. I have to jump out of the pool at the right moment so I don't have to hear him yakking. And I have to hit that pause button so that it can record. And then, so I don't have to hear him again at the end, because this is what we had to do. <laughs> you would hit that pause button as quick as you could. So you didn't yeah. have to, you could hear the end of the song, but not the stupid DJ, right? Mm-hmm. Press pauses first. That is literally taking every thought captive. Okay. Like being aware. So it's the ABCs of being unshakable in this retrain mm-hmm. your brain. A, awareness. You yeah. have to take that thought and you have to hold it captive. Yeah. Press pause. Now you have awareness. That's number one, first thing ever, anytime I work with somebody. If they're not aware, they don't see their patterns, they can't change them. Mm-hmm. B is breathe, right? The mm-hmm. life of the body is in the blood. So I do, mm-hmm. I work with the Dallas, some of the Dallas Cowboys doing peak performance oxygen training, it's high oh, altitude yes. training, yeah. and um, you know, your blood is, you know, your oxygen is carried in the blood, nourishes yes. all our organs, nourishes our brain. But the breathing action, when you tell somebody to breathe, sounds simple, but you don't ever have to think about breathing. But now Mm -hmm. I'm aware, now I'm gonna breathe. So I'm gonna use this as an action Mm -hmm. to quiet myself, to get authentic with myself, Mm -hmm. to notice the thought. Mm -hmm. And then I'm just gonna take maybe five breaths in, hold it, five breaths out. Just give a little something Mm -hmm. to just slow Mm -hmm. you down. Slow Mm -hmm. it down, right? Because usually we're doing this at that point. C would be, curiosity ask questions so when I was a special ed teacher I had this poster on the wall it was a question mark and it would say what when how you know all the things where why yeah no why so I oh, know why no why oh man why I know why yes. well, this, is, this is the trip wire right and when we start doing why now we're back to our mm. cognitive selves back okay. to our conscious mind and we get into paralysis of analysis oh I see so I say don't ask why ask where am I feeling this in my body Mm. Where, uh, when have I experienced this before? Where do I, or what is um, this feeling telling me? 
Mm-hmm. Ask yourself some questions, right? And that's usually what I work with people on. What, okay. what do we need to ask? Now, at this moment, you're going around the circle, and now you have D. D is discipline. Now, this is follow the yellow brick road, and this is why. <laughs> because D, you can be diverted into two other areas. Mm-hmm. So if you think about Wizard of Oz, they had yep. to follow the yellow brick road, <laughs> follow the yellow brick road, right? Yeah. But at one point, remember, they decided to walk through the meadow. And then they got sleepy, and then the monkeys, and all the bad people came, and all, all the stuff. So we want to follow the yellow brick road to discipline, because if we don't, then we end up in destructive thinking mm-hmm. or distraction. Mm-hmm. So destructive thoughts or thinking is going to be, I'm stupid, it's going to be shooting on myself, mm-hmm. I'm not perfect enough, oh, I'll never figure this out, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Distraction is going to be, I don't like this feeling right now, I don't like, I'm going to scroll. Mm-hmm. I'm going to drink, sex, mm-hmm. whatever it is, whatever mm-hmm. your poison is, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to distract. If we're aware, we catch ourselves in distraction. My goal then is how do we get that shorter? So you go around A, awareness, B, breathe, C, curious, discipline. If I don't get to discipline and I start going off track, <laughs> maybe it used to take me three days. Maybe now it takes me driving and to start thriving because mm-hmm. I was at a place and my kids were at a place. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't a good environment. Mm-hmm. And I don't recommend that to everybody, but mm-hmm. there are times, you know, we, we chose to take the time to say, let's just be apart. So he got his own apartment, I stayed at the house, and we just paused. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was so much mm-hmm. and it was like, I don't think we had no book. In fact, I would say this. I used to listen to Focus on the Family. I used mm-hmm. to go to Mardell's. I could mm-hmm. not find the book. Like usually the one person was sick, the other one's taking care of them. Mm-hmm. Or you would have, you know, like a loss of like uh, somebody had cancer and they died and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I could not find two people <laughs> in a complete crisis. <laughs> Yeah. Um, stripped of everything of who they once were. Yeah, um, it's a lot. And then be able to navigate that. I couldn't yeah. find the book. I couldn't. I didn't know but where to find it. And maybe I'm maybe I'm supposed to write it. Maybe <laughs> yes, I think you are. Me at some point. I think you should absolutely, or at least a talk on it. Yeah, but I don't yeah. think that we knew what to do. So mm-hmm. I think uh, in the season of pressing pause. I dove even deeper. I was already going to a therapist, but I was mm-hmm. I dove deeper then into my therapy. Um, I used something called internal family systems, mm-hmm. which um, I'm familiar. I use with, with my clients. Yeah, I use with my clients. Basically, if you've seen the movie Inside Out, mm-hmm. it's a cartoon <laughs> movie. If you don't know what it is, go Google it. Watch the trailer. It's adorable, um, by the way. It's super cute, <laughs> and adults can get a lot out of it too. Yeah. I feel like. And I wish they would make more because I think there's so much yeah, to say. Yeah, there is. But basically, it's like we have all of these parts of us. Um, you know, at first when you're born, right, joy and fear and disgust and all these things. And how, you know, a lot of times what happens to us is as we get older, we sort of nullify a lot of those things. We don't hear them anymore because the big people in the room have said, you don't feel that, you don't do that, you don't listen to that, you know, um, put your big girl panties on, you don't cry, you're a boy, all the things. Mm -hmm. So we kind of stop our emotions. And so IFS kind of helps you kind of go back in, get really connected to self, and their system is all uh, C's. It's clarity, compassion, connectedness, 
What else? There's so many. Creativity, <laughs> right? I don't all know the most parts that are really who we are meant to be. Mm -hmm. And so how do I help a client move back into that space of having mm -hmm. self-leadership so that they're able to be creative again, to mm -hmm. be connected to people again after, you know, maybe not even a loss. Maybe it's just that's the way they've lived their life. Mm -hmm. So um, so I did a lot of that. I had a life coach, and I worked with my life coach for probably a year and a half. I think I did cool. Pilates with her. And then, oh, yeah, you yeah, do a Pilates training. Yeah, I'm a Pilates uh, teacher, too. Yeah. I love that. Um, I love Pilates, actually. Yeah, that's it's very a, good for you. Very good. Mind, body. Yeah, Mind, body. and it's really... Um, good as well as you get older because it's something you can keep doing that's not yeah. hard on your body just like definitely, swimming definitely definitely yeah. yeah so that I think I grew exponentially mm. you know I 10x'd my life like there's a book right now called 10x <laughs> yeah there it's is a book right now right but I feel like that really moved me forward okay um in my life I think at the same time um, I think Philip was alone. I think he he didn't do that work, but I think just having the space and being mm. with his own self. Yeah. I think when we came back together in um, it was like 2021, um, we just had a different appreciation. Mm. And like when I say I went from the hopeless romantic, right, mm. the codependent, the I need yeah. you to do this for me, so I Been feel there. Better. Not anymore. Thank goodness. Yeah. Thank you. I was able to. <laughs> right. I'm not yeah. like I say. I'm the hopeful realist or I'm the recovered perfectionist. You know, whatever. Because it was okay if he had his feelings. I didn't have to rush in and like no. fix it. I didn't have to go, when you're an empath, you go, oh my gosh, she's uncomfortable. I need to fix this. What do I need to do? What do I need to say? Do I need to brush How my hair? How do I hair? fix it? Right? Am I too fat? Like what, what's wrong with me? Should I go make you know? food? Do I need to eat? Like it's uncomfortable. And usually yeah. the codependent is very mm -hmm. uncomfortable yeah. and I need to fix outside. So it can look very, um, it's a be it's I find it funny because as a codependent you really think like you're a really wonderful person like you're like I do all these wonderful things <laughs> the problem is it's all about you yeah. not being uncomfortable and once you realize that like I can be uncomfortable I can sit with you in discomfort you can say this to me I don't have to attack mm. I can absorb a little bit and then I can process and come back if I need to so I think that is what changed for us. I think mm. he's able to come a little bit more my way to say, yeah. I'm tuned in, I'm listening, and I'm able to let him have his feelings. Mm -hmm. And I think he lets me have my feelings, you that. know, instead of, I think we both had a, a, a very, there was a codependency mm -hmm. that we had some therapy going into the marriage, but yeah. I think that there was just pieces that once those storms came, it brought it, it was like all of your ugly came back out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I think you just sometimes you have to stay yeah. rooted because mm -hmm. there's so, I think people leave too quick. I left too quick mm -hmm. my first marriage. I didn't. I wanted to, I just wanted to make it easier. What mm -hmm. I thought was easy. It wasn't yeah. easy, it was harder. It was way, way harder. But I think inside, I thought, well, this is better. Mm. But, you know, it's really when you dig deep, that's when you become more authentic. And I think that's when you grow as a person. Mm -hmm. I think the hardest part, like this is about business a lot mm -hmm. of times, right? Mm -hmm. The most difficult parts of your business 
the things you've learned from that is what makes the business better. Yeah. It's the same thing with marriage. So I just feel like sometimes we always want the open door. Like, well, mm. it's too hard. I can't. <laughs> um, right. Yeah, you got to, the ones worth fighting for, definitely. you know, are worth it. But that's amazing. And then, um, you know, you also mentioned um, that you help people elevate their brands. So I wanted to oh, make yeah. sure we highlight that. <laughs> Um, so tell us a little bit how you help with like, you know, clients and, um, you know, the different brands that you've worked with and what services you provide and, uh, what that looks like. Yes. So I started to, I got reached out, I was reached out by La Roche Posay. That's kind of how it started, which is a brand of L'Oreal. And they asked me, um, based on my TikTok, can I, can I do a one minute testimonial and use their product and things like that. Uh And so um, I was like, oh, sure. So we negotiated and that was my first one. Uh I didn't even know what to call it. And then I started to get some other deals here and there. A friend Uh of mine um, started her own, her name's Marzia Prince, and she was getting them too. And she's Uh like, oh, sign up for this agency, the ambassadors, they're giving me all these really good ones. I was like, Uh oh, okay. Uh So I signed up for some, and then I also uh, had some agencies you can download. So if you're interested Uh in having a side hustle, this is a great way if you like being a voiceover model, a spokesmodel. So think of it as when you see people doing an unboxing or they have a product and they're showing you how they use it. So like Lumen was one early Mm. on that I did, which is a breathing tool to show if you're burning carbs and fat. That one's cool. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, I've done another cancer one for, it was for like a colonoscopy prep, but they didn't Mm. even want me to use the product. It was really just sharing my story. Mm. So I, a lot of times I get to write the storyboard or I get to write Mm. the script Mm -hmm. and then I, you know, do it, and I edit it, and then my husband got involved, and so we've done some together. Tactical Traps was, we've done a couple campaigns with them. They're a, it's like a gun safe, but it looks like a piece of furniture, like Mm -hmm. a mantle or a mirror and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I've done, gosh, uh, uh, skincare. I'm trying to Mm -hmm. think of some of the other uh, brands. Revant, that was another one. I've done, like, probably hundreds now that I can't even put my my Mm -hmm. brain around skinny fit that's another one you probably see that one that one's on Instagram a lot Um, so different supplements and and really it is what it does is it gives me the opportunity to help a brand to capture just raw video and, Mm -hmm. and be able to be like here's your hook Mm-hmm. You know, your unique selling points and your CTA in 30 seconds go. Mm-hmm. And so being able to do that, get really good fast B-roll, because I think it's 94% of marketing marketers now are saying video is the way you get people. Mm-hmm. Like the static picture, not, so not much. as much. People are watching that and they want it quick and like quick clips, mm-hmm. right? So different angles, like if you're doing, like I did a hair one today, like curling my hair, right? And so different angles, like down here and then up there and just all different ways that you're showing mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. you're, you know, in an office setting or you're at your house or you're walking your dog or you're brushing mm-hmm. your teeth, like mm-hmm. seeing people in their natural habitat rather sure. than it being this pristine 
very nice commercial, mm -hmm. it saves businesses money because you're not having to hire, say, Jennifer Aniston <laughs> for your Avino product. Yeah. Maybe I can have, you know, somebody else mm -hmm. who, you know, is doing this as a side hustle or maybe they're doing full-time income, you know, mm -hmm. making full-time income with it. So yeah. it's a great way to mm -hmm. have some additional income, get your face out there. If you if you love doing video, I love being on video. I love, um, you know, I can be funny and goofy and serious <laughs> and all. I've always loved acting, so um, it gives you that element of it. Mm -hmm. And for brands, it, I think it helps their bottom line because they're not spending as much on marketing. Like yeah. they're not marketing these big commercialized products now. Like mm -hmm. now they're able to reach out and say. Mm -hmm. Hey, I have this, you know, product. This is what we're looking for. And some of them are it's really great. It's like raw clips. Like maybe they want 15 raw clips and mm -hmm. they even give you the script. Mm -hmm. So, you know, depending on uh, what somebody wants, I've done some local deals and mm -hmm. then I've done stuff that you know, online where people reach out. That's so. awesome. Yeah. So how would they contact you to get those services? Um, you can go to my website. So same website. We're actually making a UGC page now. Okay, perfect. So you can always email me or contact me on that. And then I can send you my media kit. And it just gives you, like, a selection of, like, my videos that I've done and um, my price points for, mm -hmm. like, if you want to link in the bio, if you want me. So it's not an influencer. It's different than an influencer. An influencer is, like, use this product, yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. different. Um, usually, I don't have to post it on my page. If they want that, mm -hmm. then there's an extra, yeah, yeah, extra charge for that. Um, and then, if you want to run it for a period of time, usually we negotiate on that as okay. well. But in general, like if it's just clips that you're going to use for your own marketing, people just a lot of times what you'll see is they'll splice people together, mm -hmm. or you know you might have like one or two people maybe one's talking and you see the other person because i'll notice that like it'll be like my my face and myself <laughs> doing stuff but it's i'm like that's not my voice you know like yeah. so i mean but this is marketing this is what yeah let's do and the goal is to grab the attention that's why you need a mm -hmm. really strong hook to kind of grab the attention to say mm -hmm. i have something really great over here and if i'm somebody looking for that i'm going to say well, i'm going to check it out mm -hmm. you know so that's what definitely that's what do. okay yeah. amazing so, um, you know, I wanted to ask you as well, you know, going through business, we've all made mistakes. We've gone through different things that didn't work out. What are a couple mistakes that you've learned from that you could share that you think would help people elevate faster? Let's see. I think, I think trying to do everything yourself. <laughs> yeah. I think that it is worth um, it's, it's good to try and learn as much as you can, mm -hmm. um, but you also have to know your limitations. Okay. So I think hiring a virtual assistant can be good if you feel like, I really need to get on social media, mm -hmm. but I don't have the time. Or I'm not really great about, you know, sending nurturing emails to my clients. I need somebody to help me do that. I'm not really good at keeping up with the books. Maybe I need an accountant. Mm -hmm. So being able to like see where you're able to then get, give yourself more margin mm -hmm. and say, what is a part of the business? I don't have to be in control of everything. Where's a section that I can pass it off to somebody Delegate. else? Yeah. yeah, I think that was one thing. Um, I, think, I think being a lifelong learner is huge. I feel like... Um, 
I think the marketing side and even the business side for me was harder for me. Like mm-hmm. like learning how to put things uh, without so many words or how to get the attention of somebody who's only going to see a picture of you. Like mm-hmm. how do you get their attention? Mm-hmm. And so... I think finding how to do that best, like finding, there's so many people now, like on YouTube and, you know, on um, TikTok and all those things that you can find your people that you go, okay, like I need to learn some of these, you know, ways to do this better, to elevate my business. Um, I think having a strong system Mm -hmm. that makes it a very easy process for your client make it easy for your clients Mm -hmm. so they can come to your website i can schedule i can reschedule here's the process she's going to take me through she's going to take me through an assessment then we're going to discuss this she's going to give me what's next Mm -hmm. um and laying that on being really i think clear with it yeah i think is important so that it makes it an easy for your client and they're going to want to do business with you and they're going to want to work with you because you have something that's very streamlined and it's not, oh yeah, let me email that to you and let me get, I think having a system is, you know, very important. I was a teacher, I'm very organized, so having a system is, I think, important. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I think those are great tips. Um, and then the last thing I wanted to wrap up with is I know you mentioned you took off some time from dating to kind of like just sit with the Lord and kind of like reflect on yourself. And, you know, these are our beliefs, not putting it on anybody. But if you're in that position, I also took off a year and a couple of months just to date the Lord. I didn't date anybody, yeah. nothing. Like literally it was just me and Jesus yeah. <laughs> and God in my Bible and a bunch and of church and, North and, and a bunch worship. of therapy and worship and yeah, the, yeah, you know, and podcasts and stuff, you know, listening to Stephen Furtick, and um, I really like uh, uh, Sarah Roberts, Sarah Jake Roberts, and, um, you know, just kind of, like, growing in that yeah. capacity, but I would love for people to that are listening, that are kind of soul-searching, kind of looking for that, maybe they've also, um, you know, I, for a long time, I had someone to, like, I think I started, like, dating, I guess, and like more seriously in college and high school I kind of did a little but my parents were pretty strict so not really but like from for me it was like from college pretty much until I was like 26 27 pretty much had someone Mm -hmm. and then that's when I started kind of exploring but then I would get clingy and stuff like that and then literally probably in the last two years is when I've really grown with the Lord and just getting really strong and independent as a woman and just knowing that like who I am in Christ and who I am and reflecting and growing that and growing that dependent codependency that's gotten me very healthy and very strong to now I can have a healthy relationship yeah and I can be independent and we're not codependent and I can be the, show up as the best authentic person for my partner now, like where I can handle my emotions, I can handle us going through hard times and I have my rock, my foundation, the Lord, and I can still be stable Yeah. Um, and I can grow my business too, despite like, you know, we go through things, we go through seasons with our businesses where things don't go as planned or our partnership doesn't work out or even losing friendships or right. family going through stuff. And yeah. so really having that rooting that footage uh that footing on the rock you know build your foundation upon the rock has made me strong but I want to hear your perspective of you did it a lot longer than me Mm -hmm. um but how that really set you up for the success to have that 
healthy marriage with Philip yeah. and, and that healthy relationship with yourself yeah. to how that bled into having a healthy business. Because for me, if I didn't take this last year to grow myself a year and a half, I wouldn't have the success I'm having now, to be honest. I wouldn't be writing my first book. I wouldn't be getting recorded for my first poetry reading with a bunch of other artists, which I'm super pumped about, yeah. by the way. Um, and I wouldn't be growing this and then starting two new businesses, about to start a third new business, like because I wouldn't be in the right state emotionally or mentally. Right. So I would right. just love for you to share that because whether you guys, you know, I want you to find something bigger than yourself or find therapy to help you if you're going yeah. through this, by the yeah. way. If not, awesome, keep doing you. Yeah. You know, if you're healthy and you're, but I want you to share that yeah. and then we will wrap up. But. Well, I would say it, I think it started with I choose me. Mm. I think I had to choose me. And I think mm. um, in that space, I remember coming across the book Redeeming Love. Mm. Do you know that book? No. Really? I'll have to check it out. Oh my God. I've read this book like 10 times. The movie <laughs> just came out like a couple of years ago. Okay. Um, Redeeming Love. I'm trying to think of the author's name right now, and I've, I've, I've blanked on it for a second. Maybe it'll come back to me. Um, I read this book so many times, and it's, it's basically the story of the California Gold Rush, and mm. it's centered around this girl named Angel, mm. who was a product of... Um, Trafficking, human trafficking, <laughs> but during the California gold rush times. She comes into uh, San Francisco. There's this man mm-hmm. named Michael Hosea, mm-hmm. and it's written from the book of Hosea. Okay. But it's turned into this. She's a Christian writer, mm-hmm. and, and basically um, the story is all about God's redeeming love and her mm. journey of forgiving herself. I love that. Yeah. That's so very vital, actually. It was really interesting because, you know, this Michael Hosea pursue, <laughs> pursues her and mm. marries her, and she cannot accept his love mm. because she never learned to love herself, yeah. right? Starts with so, you. like, when in my talk I say, what I realized was, you know, loving, like, loving wasn't about losing yourself in someone mm. else, but about loving others as yourself. And so mm. once... I'm sure people have heard this, like the measure of grace you give yourself, you can give to somebody else. The measure of mm-hmm. forgiveness you give yourself, you give to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And that's really what it was. The measure of forgiveness, the measure of redemption, the measure of um, love and acceptance mm-hmm. I gave myself. Mm-hmm. And that was really in my DNA mm-hmm. Then I could give. Yeah. And I think I realized when I did start dating a little bit, right? And I remember somebody being like, what's your non-negotiable list? And I was like, what's that? I definitely Tell have, me. I definitely have yeah. one of those. Right? Well, I was like 19 when I oh, met my okay. ex-husband. So I was like, what's a non-negotiable list? Yeah. And what are your red flags? And all oh, these things. Yeah. So I remember I had to, that in and of itself, I didn't date a lot. I, I probably only dated mm-hmm. one other person for six months before Philip. Mm-hmm. But there was like a couple people, maybe I'd go out here and there and mm-hmm. nothing serious at all. But yeah. it was, it was really good for me to be like, Ooh, that's not healed. Ooh, yeah. Oh, I, that we still need to deal with. I oh. noticed that to yeah. be honest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And really that I had yeah. to like, yeah, I'm like, wave. nope, I'm good. <laughs> Ride the wave. Better to be alone than yeah. yeah. It was literally ride in that wave. I think yeah. I, you have to enjoy mm-hmm. or embrace the journey, whatever you want to say, yeah. because it is never done. There's mm-hmm. going to be things that will come up. That's true. You can You're always going to be through it. Feeling. Yeah. yeah, you think I have, I have overcome. <laughs> 
I am this now. And then you realize, no, I'm not. Like, yeah. nope. That I think, triggered that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's the picture yeah. of being rooted in resilience mm-hmm. and being able to have wings of confidence. I love Being that. able to know that the struggle is important. Mm-hmm. Real quick before we end. The yeah. chrysalis part. So a butterfly is my logo. And the chrysalis, which mm-hmm. is what the caterpillar cocoons himself in, mm-hmm. it looks like a stagnant place. It looks like mm-hmm. no activity is happening sure. in the chrysalis. The moment that the caterpillar is transforming into a butterfly and begins to chip its way out, if a human was to come over and kind of snip open to go, oh, maybe you need some help. Let me help you. Like, this is what we do. Like, oh, you're struggling. Let me help. And you go over there and do that Mm. is the very thing that's going to kill the butterfly because Mm. the struggle is what gives the blood or gives the wings blood flow in Mm. order for it to then fly. Mm. So the struggle is what's important. Mm-hmm. And if you don't allow for yourself to be uncomfortable, to struggle, you won't get on the other side. And you're mm-hmm. going to miss out on, like, the very thing that you need to then give to somebody else. Mm-hmm. So stay in the struggle, walk, ride the wave, and just find the support that you need. I love that. Find the coaches that you need. The find therapy. the people that you need. Yeah. Who yeah. is going to help you get to where you want to be five years from now talks of god yeah yeah no i think that's so good and you know just you know adding one thought to that is we're always evolving and so that's what i've learned is like we're never going to be completely healed to be honest because we've been through trauma we've been through trials we've been through tribulations we've been through it but we can be healthy functioning so we can deal with these things and we can always be healing and, and moving forwards right so and just having that right connections to make that happen and then i don't have to be perfect no and i like you better because you're not (laughs) yeah 100 percent. like you're kind of a cooler person because you're gonna show me your mess yeah i'm not perfect at all you don't have to be like here i am let me like vomit all over you no 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 really being able to say like i'm gonna come authentically yes into whatever it is my business relationship Mm -hmm. my marriage relationship my relationship with my children you will have a more connected experience Mm -hmm. and your life will feel fulfilling Mm -hmm. instead of you feeling just like you're in the hustle yeah and you're searching for something that is tangible you can't get it. Mind. Yeah. yeah i love that well awesome well thank well, you thank so much you. for joining us this today you. um you guys will be able to listen to the full episode too on spotify and apple and iHeartRadio. um and then i will link um every one of tracy's socials as well so you guys can connect with her and kind of follow around her journey and all the amazing things that she does um but you guys stay tuned for the next episode of double e elevating entrepreneurs and have a blessed day Bye. Bye. Double E, home of the system disruptors, innovators, creatives, and corporate misfits.